This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, members of Congress are hoping to attract more diverse staffers with a pay raise. New legislation looks to help out workers at the Veterans Affairs Department. Meanwhile, a familiar face will continue to hold the reins at the TSA. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The House of Representatives is trying to recruit more diverse and high-quality candidates and get them to stay there. In an effort to open doors to more underserved communities, the House is raising its minimum annual staff salary to $45,000. The deadline to implement the pay raise is September 1st. The House is also set to vote this week on a resolution for congressional workers' right to organize and join a union. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says the actions will help strengthen workplace rights for House employees. A bill to support the Veterans Affairs Department's workforce is coming into focus. Federal News Network's Story Heckman has more on that. The VA Workforce Improvement Support and Expansion, or WISE Act, would increase pay caps for some VA employees, including the directors of medical centers, physicians, and dentists. It would also extend VA's hiring, recruitment, and retention authorities. The bill requires the VA to develop a national recruitment and hiring plan for rural areas, including best practices for recruiting healthcare professionals to rural VA facilities. Senate VA Committee Chairman John Tester and Committee Member John Bozeman introduced the bill. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. President Biden will renominate David Pekoski to lead the Transportation Security Administration. Pekoski is originally a Trump administration appointee, having served as TSA administrator since August 2017. He's a Coast Guard veteran and former executive in the government services industry. Pekoski is in charge of leading the Biden administration's push to bring pay and benefits for transportation security officers in line with the rest of the federal workforce. The Federal Emergency Management Agency, or FEMA, saw some of the most positive results from employee engagement within the Department of Homeland Security. 71.8% of FEMA employees agreed or strongly agreed that time flies when they're working. That's compared with DHS overall, which gave the lowest scores government-wide when asked the same question. On the third round of the Federal Pulse survey, 20% of DHS respondents either disagreed or strongly disagreed that time goes by quickly at work. The Commerce Department lays out six key performance metrics to address workforce challenges and opportunities. In its new strategic plan, Commerce says it wants to ensure employees can collaborate, build knowledge, strengthen skills, and use evolving technologies and methods to excel in new mission areas and forms of work. To measure progress, Commerce will focus on shortening the time it takes to hire new employees, create a candidate quality index, and develop internal and external training courses to help employees obtain a wider array of knowledge and skills to improve the agency's mission. Officials at U.S. spy agencies are thinking hard about how they use data. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. The Office of the Director of National Intelligence is drafting a new data strategy for the first time since 2017. Chief data officers across the 18 intelligence agencies are particularly focused on using automation to help deal with what IC Chief Data Officer Nancy Morgan calls a data volume challenge. We're collecting and producing more information than ever before. The IC is launching more collection capabilities than ever before at astounding volumes, certainly since I began my career 30 plus years ago in the government. It's just astounding how much information we're gathering. Justin Doubleday, 
Federal News Network. The military will now exclude the weight of gun safes from the total weight allowance of household goods when moving. The weight allowance falls between 5,000 and 18,000 pounds. The Pentagon says the exemption is a way for the Defense Department to prioritize safety and health. Studies show that guns that are locked up help prevent suicides and protect children from accessing firearms. The Army is defending its next-generation goggles after a scathing report. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni explains. The integrated vision augmentation system is supposed to give soldiers tons of data straight to the goggles they wear on their face. However, a recent Defense Department Inspector General report says the program is not going as planned and could waste nearly $22 billion. Now Army Secretary Christine Wormuth says she thinks the IG report is overblown and that the service will continue to develop the goggles as one of its 35 modernization priorities. Scott Massioni. Federal News Network. Two agencies vow to continue working together on researching green technology and environmental justice solutions. The Energy Department and National Science Foundation announced a memorandum of understanding last week that officials say represent a unified approach to researching solutions to reach the White House goal of a 100% clean energy economy by 2050. Research topics may include renewable energy technologies such as bioenergy, building and water treatment technologies, hydrogen and fuel cells, agriculture, critical minerals and materials and manufacturing. Another industry association presses Congress to fund IT modernization. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. The U.S. Chamber of Commerce is joining the call for Congress to do more to support IT modernization across the government. After nine technology associations wrote to House and Senate leaders on April 29th, the chamber adds its voice to the cause for getting appropriators to fund the Technology Modernization Fund and other efforts. Additionally, the chamber says it has been five years since OMB released a government-wide IT modernization strategy, and a new approach is needed to stress performance improvements and measure progress, prioritize value, transform and simplify user experience with government systems and services, and improve cybersecurity. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Top Democrats on the House Oversight and Reform Committee seek more information from the investment firm that's about to buy the federal lease to the Trump Hotel. Committee Chairwoman Carolyn Maloney and Government Operations Subcommittee Chairman Jerry Connolly are asking CGI Merchant Group to disclose the identities of investors behind the pending acquisition. Lawmakers also want a list of Trump family members involved in the negotiations of the deal. The Trump Organization is planning to sell its lease to the Trump Hotel building for $375 million. Site locations for federal projects in the D.C. region can have big impacts on equity and inclusion. That's why the National Capital Planning Commission's Equity Action Plan makes capital improvements and comprehensive plans priorities. The plan also talks about NCPC's Beyond Granite pilot project to make public memorials more representative of America's diversity, and it calls for greater public outreach when choosing locations for federal buildings. NCPC is an independent agency that collaborates on both federal and local projects. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.